Welcome to the Small Business Community Network podcast, your connection to the small business community. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org and find out how we can help your business grow. We're proudly supported by TELUS, the future is friendly, and by Prime Information Security, because business is risky enough. everyone, it's Linda Ockhold Jenner here, co-founder of the Small Business Community Network with another SBCN Small Biz podcast. We have our wonderful regular guest here, Steve Bentley, Northern River Financial. Hey, Steve. How are you this morning, Linda? I'm doing fine. I'm so happy to have you back. Um, our podcast chats are becoming very popular because we both speak a wealth of wisdom. We share a lot of wisdom, but... Um, Today, what I wanted to do, I wanted to talk about something that's very important to us both in business, trust in business relationships. I think that's uh, probably one of the most important things as a business owner or even a, even a professional uh, or people in general is to really value the whole concept of trust in a relationship. Yeah, because um, once we've built the relationship, if we then, you know, and not trustworthy, and, and we let our, you know, people down. Um, word spreads quickly, and that doesn't leave us anywhere. Um, trust is about lots of things, though, Steve. It, it, it's about trusting someone, for instance, to be able to ask for help, isn't it? And a lot of people um, don't like asking people for help. Would you no, think? they don't. And, you know, I think the key piece is uh, really we need to be conscious. I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, just as a reputation or professional business mm-hmm. reputation and I've always heard that you know it can take years and years to build that relationship mm-hmm. and trust but it can only take a few seconds for that to be completely destroyed by saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing and you know when we ask people for help it obviously it means we trust them but um it doesn't always mean we are going to get the help we want, but they, they trust us enough maybe to say, well, I can't help you, but I'll pass you on to a trusted connection that can help you. So there's lots of benefits to come with building the trusted relationship. Um, has this helped you, you know, over the years, maintain all your loyal clients? Well, I think there's a couple of relationships, relationship, sorry, issues that come up there. Number one is client, but number two is a circle of people that you surround yourself with. Yeah, and I think, yeah. you know, in my business as a financial planner, trust is paramount. It's actually one of our, our terms that we use very frequently is because it's important that if you look at the people who you surround yourself with, you've got to make sure that the way you would want your client handled is the way that they would handle the client because you're trusting them to take on some very important parts of a relationship to do some work for a client or to provide advice. And almost like you'd say, you know, you want to be treated you know, your clients need to be treated the way you'd want yourself to be treated. So that's important too. But, you know, again, being in, in the business, I mean, I'm working with people's finances and life yeah. goals and that trust is, is the first thing that we need to try and establish because, you know, without that, then there's really no point in doing anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, somebody actually said to me who didn't know me very well a few years ago, they met me at a networking event. So obviously we didn't have a trusted relationship. We knew of each other. But I'm very open to, to building a relationship of trust and, and working forward. So this person said to me, you know, are you really as nice and wonderful as people say? 
And at first I felt insulted and then I said to this person, well, you know, why don't we go for a coffee? Why don't we get to know each other? Why, why don't we build a trusted relationship? And we'll find out, you know, who we really are because that's the first step. Um, the person didn't take up my offer. Um, and I think that's a shame because... If we've got thoughts about people in our community or in our network and we want to get to know them better, why not find out for ourselves and build our own trust and maybe not always go on the words of other people, especially in business. It can ruin relationships, can't it? Well, it can. I think the number one thing you draw to what you just said there, though, is people are talking about you in a certain capacity. Now, it's a very positive capacity, but that is prevalent. I mean, that's what is the, the precursor to any conversation with somebody is sometimes they're going to hear about you or mm-hmm. they're going to do their own due diligence. The internet's great for that, to be able to find out more information about somebody before you engage with them. But I, I think, you know, the first step in, in, in really putting that long-term business or client relationship together is to develop that mutual bond of trust. Because without that, like I said, it's something that you really can't move forward without. So you have to lay the groundwork for that. That makes sense to me. We've both built, I think, successful businesses based on trust and people knowing who we are. Now, when somebody breaks your trust, Steve, when somebody you like and respect breaks your trust, especially in business, um, again, depending how bad it is, you know, what kind of trust has been broken, I do tend to give people a second chance. Um, How do you feel about that? Well, I think everybody deserves a second chance, but I think the thing you need to do is if that has happened, you need to sit down with that individual or have a conversation with with that individual to really find out what is the basis for that? What is the concept that they're trying to draw out of, you know, making certain comments about you? Because sometimes they're not accurate. Sometimes their concerns you should take actually very genuinely because you need to know that maybe there's something you need to look at that, that people are seeing at a different capacity. Um, I guess, Steve, uh, I shared an article with you from the Fortune paper magazine online. Trust is the most powerful currency in business. And one quote, it says, a clear sense of ethics sends a strong message to employees, clients, and members of your community that you care about them a lot more than making money. And I think the first step is to get to know your clients, your employees, the people who work with you, and build that trust. And I guess that's what you do um, you know, with the people in your community and the people that work with you. But how do you establish that trust in particular? Well, I think you need to, first of all, figure out who you're trying to establish a relationship with and why. Um, you need to do some of your own due diligence to find out uh, as much as you can about them. Um, and I think paramount is you need to understand why you want to have that relationship with them, whether it be a professional relationship or a client relationship. I think client relationship is a little more understandable, but as you know, we were sort of alluding to, if you're working with a circle of professionals, you need to know that they're going to treat your clients exactly the way that you would want to be treated yourself. So I think, you know, sitting down and having that conversation, exploring each other's, um, personal situation, beliefs, goals, objectives, uh, the way they do business, how you mutually can help each other starts with that conversation. And it isn't something that's going to happen quickly. It's something you need to nurture over time. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I also managed to find another article. Um, It pays to maintain trusted relationships in business. I found this on Forbes. Martin Zwilling is the contributor, but he basically says, based on his years of experience in startups and large companies, trusted relationships are more the key to success than a great business model, how smart you are, how much money you have. 
And it, it basically said about the um, aspiring entrepreneurs who struggle in a corporate environment, you know, can't wait to start their own company and find that the relationships they built are critical, you know, while they're there. Now, a couple of nights ago, Dave and I went to um, a techie networking event and um, basically what I discovered there was a lot of the techie guys and a lot of these are the younger guys don't really know the benefit of getting to know the people at the networking event. It's all about, you know, buy my widget, buy this, buy that, or can you help me in some way? But they haven't built my trust. You know, I don't know them. So my suggestion is always, you know, let's meet for coffee if I can't help you, you know, and I get to like and trust you. I'll refer you to somebody. I think what I'm more interested in is how can we get this message to the younger generation to build the relationships first and foremost of trust with people they do meet? Well, you know, I, if you look at my uh, circle of people that I work with, we call them centers of influence for many reasons. Number one is because in a business, you know, if you've got a client that's asking for something or somebody that's asking for a referral or for an introduction, you need to be able to have that to be able to provide to somebody. And that's not something you're going to just get by, you know, reaching out and finding a name and passing that name on. So, you know, you go to a techie event and you find out somebody's trying to push a, you know, a certain kind of product or an innovation. Well, you know what? I think the first thing is you're going to know that that person you're trying to promote that to actually has a, a need or desire for it. I think mm-hmm. one of the first things, and you've seen it yourself in networking events where people reach out and say, well, here's what I do. you got to talk to me. I mean, mm-hmm. why? Well, you don't, know, and you said it before, you know, I don't know anything about you. You need to find out something about me before mm-hmm. we can determine that there's even a reason to talk. So I think it's important that the young people take the time. It's not just all about money. It's not all about sales. Mm-hmm. The key thing in business is relationships, and it's having that communication between people that's going to go a lot further to building the, the core of your business than just looking for that sale and looking for that relationship so you can sell to somebody. You know, it's not really about the sales. It's not about the money. It's about mm-hmm. developing a relationship and a trust relationship between mm-hmm. two business people. What I'm finding, though, because, like, you know, I'm very aware that some people that you and I may network with meet in the business circle in particular are nervous or, and not as good at, you know, talking to people as you and I are. And you can tell when somebody's nervous because their eyes are flitting around the room and they... Well, they've either got terrible listening skills and I'm boring them silly or they are, you know, so nervous they can't look you in the eye and the eyes are flitting around the room. And again, you think to yourself, well, is this going to be an issue? Are they trustworthy if they can't look me in the eye? But I always give benefits of doubt and say, especially with the the younger techie people that are, you know, based in our community because we are the... I think the, the better than Silicon Valley now where we live in Waterloo region, but I do reach out to try and help them, but they only get one chance. If, if they make an appointment to meet me and I'm willing to sit down and donate and have my time, they don't turn up, they don't get a second chance because they've broken my trust. So there's lots and lots of different ways to break trust and build trust, isn't there? And we've touched on a lot of them. Can you think of any in particular that have helped you in the past? Yeah, you know, this is the one thing, you talked about the whole concept of conversation. I, I as you know, I just wrote an article called Conquering Conversation on the SBCN website. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we are too quick to make judgments about people and the way they react and interact at a networking function. So sometimes they just don't know how. And they don't know how to engage in conversation or they don't know how to talk to somebody and they're nervous or mm-hmm. shy. So sometimes we can read things into, you know, the way people present themselves and really isn't necessarily true. 
but sometimes it is, of course. But I think the key piece is in terms of that, that trust relationship is, and I think, you know, if you're going to make a commitment to somebody, and it doesn't really matter what it is, but mm-hmm. you've got to honor your commitment. And I think mm-hmm. that article that you talked about is, you know, you know what, if you're going to say you're going to do something, you need to do it mm-hmm. and you need to make sure you follow up. And you know what? Courtesy comes into it too, right? I mean, you, you've been, we've all been in situations where we've had a coffee scheduled with somebody and, and they just don't show up. And I think that's got to be one of the rudest things. You know, there's nothing wrong with sharing a message saying, I can't come or mm-hmm. this is the reason. Or, or, or I'm running late. I mean, I mean, I've run late a few times, but I do contact the person. So I'm desperately, desperately sorry. I mean, that is, you know, something I tend to do. I think it's, it all speaks about the character, too. I think that's the other thing that comes out in developing that relationship. Trust is, is you need to you know, relate to people, you that you've got a certain level of ethics and a certain character mm-hmm. that it precedes you. And and you know, when you get like we talked about a little earlier, what people saying something about somebody behind their back, mm-hmm. um, you know what? I, I think everybody has the ability to challenge somebody on that. So having a conversation with somebody to find out, well, you know, why did you get that opinion or at least maybe correct the situation mm-hmm. or maybe learn something about yourself. But I think character is paramount, right? Anybody who's going to make a decision to do any business or have any kind of relationship with somebody, they're going to look at the ethics and the character of the individual they're dealing with. And, and that's the precipice for really deciding if there's even a future relationship. And it's good that brings me nicely into one of the points in the um, in the Forbes article. One of the, the last points they made is actively and positively end relationships that are not productive. So basically, we can't be in relationships with the whole world, really, if you think about it. Um, we have limited time and we have limited resources. So sometimes we've just got to move on. But don't burn the bridges. This is what it says in the article. Don't burn the bridges. You know, smart entrepreneurs recognize when relationships have been outgrown or need to be limited, you know, due to a conflict of interest. So basically, we don't need to burn our bridges. It just means that maybe we're not going to continue to build. um, How can I say this? We've probably built a trusted relationship, but we need to move on. But we'll always be there for those people in some way. We're not saying, well, we're going to ignore you forever. Does that make sense? to you that we can't be there for everybody right and i think you know from a business perspective you only have so much time in a day and you need to make sure that you know those people you're developing those relationships with that go further than just having the ad casual coffee or something like that there's a benefit to both parties and that's initially part of developing that relationship is really scoping out what is it that we can work together to do and sometimes you know yourself there's people who are new in business who are mm-hmm. you know really just trying to get the business going who are great to ask for information but sometimes they don't use it and sometimes they don't know when it becomes a proprietary thing right I mean I, I provide professional services to somebody but at some point I need to understand that this is all my, also my business so you know when you talk about ending relationships it happens all the time even mm-hmm. from a client perspective where we look at, at those professional relationships those client relationships and we need to make a judgment as to whether it's a mutual beneficial relationship moving forward and in some cases we may not engage with a client because there's a difference of opinion or a difference in ideology it's the same you know making sure that there's a reciprocal given back and forth between any business relationships. So developing that trusted business relationship means that there is, you know, mutual benefits for both sides of those parties. But biggest thing is I would never, you know, not have a, a way of communicating with somebody. In other words, you don't just end a relationship, say, I'll never talk to you again. Because no. you never know when that situation might change and there may be a mutual benefit to having a further dialogue.
You're so, so wise, Steve. Now, you have been doing an awesome job of building trust in many, many different ways the past couple of years. A, you've been rebranding, which we've touched on, and you've done an awesome job of rebranding and about, you know, ensuring that your law clients, you know, trust you and the newer clients get to know you. But you write an awful lot of content, blogs, articles, whatever you want to call them. You share these articles. You build trust because people get to know you, the real person. And you are very real in the way you write, which I love. And, you know, this kudos to you for building that trust. But a lot of people say I haven't got the time. But it's not just about building trust face-to-face. You can do it the way you're doing it online. I think there's a number of ways of building it, but certainly the more that people can see of who you are and how you go about your business and how you develop and value relationships, the better it is. Because we live in a very different world today where before there used to be lunches and breakfasts and coffees, and that was really the only way of engaging with people. Now the internet provides that tool where people can reach out and learn about somebody, not just in terms of their business, but in the way they think, the way they act, the way that they like to put themselves forward. So writing content is really to us, you know, Northern River is a way of speaking to who we are as a company, what are our beliefs, what are our philosophies, how do we value relationships. And and so when we went through that rebranding process, it was important that one of those pinnacles that we created was the concept of trust because in the trusted advisor relationship, that's paramount to anything because if it's not there, then and it's no different than a lot of professional service businesses or business in general. If it's not there, then there's really no going forward because Mm -hmm. you can't work with somebody that you have questions about. Mm -hmm. So I guess when we started the conversation, people who are listening to the podcast might think that, you know, maintaining trusted relationships in business is about, you know, basically trusting each other face-to-face and telling each other the truth. But it's a lot more than that. It's a well-rounded thing. It's about our brand. It's about getting to know our competitors. There's there's an awful lot, lot involved. And it takes time, doesn't it, Steve? I mean, I know I've been in business now since 2001, and you've been in a lot longer than me. You've got a lot more credibility. But it takes time, doesn't it, to build the trust? Absolutely. And I think that's what I said before. Is it's a long-term relationship you know, in a lot of respects, certainly with clients, but certainly with some businesses you work with. And that doesn't happen quickly because, I mean, you meet somebody for the first time, you don't know anything about them. You you get some information, but I think, you know, that trust not only comes in terms of, of you know, delivering on what you say you're going to do, but also making decisions based on what's in the best interest of the client in our situation, but also making sure that you're not stepping on feet as well. So it's all established in the deliverables. In other words, you can be proactive and say, this is what we do and this is who we are. But if you don't deliver on that and deliver it consistently over a number of of years in some cases, well then, and you know, the other part of that too is if people see that, people who are interesting in developing a relationship with you, whether it be as a client or whether it be in a professional capacity, your reputation and your brand precede you. So they are going to know about you if they're educated and well-informed before they even sit down and talk to you. So sometimes they'll be drawn to you because of the presence that you put out there and what they're hearing from other people about how you do what you do. So, Steve, it's been wonderful again, you know, sharing our our wisdom with everybody who listens to the podcast. And it's all about trust. They listening to us and we sharing our our words of wisdom. So what do you want to leave with us today before I let you get on with your busy day? 
I think the one thing I wanted to point out was the whole concept of as a business leader, if you've got people who are working with you in as employees or, or as contractors, I think it's important that anybody who owns a business usually has a very A-type personality, has a very strong personality, but you need to know that the brand and your, your strengths and your character of your business is not only professed by you and what you do, but you also need to make sure that that's what other people are saying the same thing, are carrying forward the same message. Because if you got a staff member who's saying something different, even if it says like promising to do something, mm-hmm. that's not something you want to do as a business. That's got to be clear because you need to make sure that the, you know you're singing from the same song sheet. In other words, the way they promote your mm-hmm. business and the way they speak about its characteristics and values is exactly the way that everybody needs to be speaking about it. That, that's a really, really good point. And again, whether it's a personal relationship there's no business involved or whether it's um, a one-on-one relationship where business is involved or or, or whether it's your clients. Um, The way we promote ourselves to those people, the message we are giving them will determine whether they do share the same message because I like to call these people brand ambassadors. Um, But again, it takes time, Steve, especially in this day and age today where so many businesses are popping up and disappearing. We've got to build a trust first and foremost in all the ways we've talked about. So I think you are so wise and I love uh, chatting with you. I look forward to our next podcast, Steve. All right, you take care, Linda. Have a great day. Have a wonderful day. Bye for now. Bye-bye.